This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Good afternoon, everybody. You've been having headphone dramas, but they're sorted now, thank God. <laughs> Behind the scenes madness, isn't it? It's sort of like the swan analogy, isn't it? What, the, the mad pedalling under the... Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, we, we were sort of... Well, I was, anyway. I a twisted little chord. But that's uh, that's enough of that, a little peek behind the curtain as to what <laughs> goes on. Um, here we are on the top of the water, all smooth and graceful. And how smooth and graceful are the scientists? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for a great show. Thank you yes. for the morning, in fact, uh, all uh, broadcasters. But... I enjoyed listening to Radiotherapy this morning. They were talking about uh, archetypal stories and the, the fact there's really only <laughs> seven stories to be told yes. in humanity. And uh, and they managed to put the boot into Jar Jar Binks too. <laughs> well, that's a fairly easy... It is, yeah. It's, it's an easy, easy target, read. isn't it? Um, but uh, uh, we did. We are thanking the, uh, the broadcasters that uh, have come before us, but most... Importantly, hmm. today, the week after Radiothon, we have to uh, say, we don't have to, we want to yes. say a huge, huge thanks to all the people that have got behind this uh, community radio station, put their money where their ears are. Sorry about the cliche. Hmm. Um, and, um, uh, and, and supported this august institution yes it's really really I good i would agree and you've got until if you've pledged and didn't pay you've got until uh 5 p.m on wednesday september 20th like four weeks or so alternatively if you have thought about pledging and haven't paid and you haven't pledged at all there's still time you can actually do it that's true so you can you can subscribe throughout the whole payout period and you're still going to draw for all the prizes and stuff so you haven't missed out uh join us online triple r.org.au there's no one in the um the station that can take your call at the moment to no. do that subscription thing but dare i say it, the journey is very very easy if you just uh, do it online. become a, a little bit of uh, keyboard savvy Yes. Clatter away a little bit, depending yes. on how well damped your keyboard is. Yes. How much money you spent on that keyboard. <laughs> yes. Could be very cheap, going clackety, clackety, clackety. I've got a nice Apple one. Oh, well, there you go. I know. They're listening to oh. you. colours to the mast. Um, it's nearly spring. It feels like but it's been it, a long wait, hasn't it? But it ain't yeah. today. <laughs> no, it is not. It is proper Melbourne winter out there today. I like the way you said that. Can yeah. you say that again? Proper Melbourne winter. Proper. So I think uh, between... Uh, a, I was woken up this morning uh, by the sound of hail, hail against, me the, too. against the window, which was quite a nice thing to... You had a bit of a sleep in then. What time? Because that was around 9 o'clock, wasn't it? No, I think it was a little earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, anyway. Um, but this has been, since then, it's been alternating between grey and driven rain, and then the sun comes out and everything's fine again. It's done that about three or four times already. I was heading north from the southern suburbs, and I was, um, mm. as, as is in my want, um, like I was coming up Nicholson Street. Yes. Sometimes Rathdown can be quite nice. Mix it up. I do. Yeah, well, you know, yes. My life is, you know, just a, a beautiful <laughs> kaleidoscope of things, yes. as you could see. But looking behind me in the mm. rear vision mirror was this oncoming apocalypse of <laughs> blackness and despair and precipitation and I only just made it inside. Well, I got across the road, got my croissant from yes. you know where. Yes. You've heard me say this before, haven't you? To have uh, what is for me 
Actually, both of us today were the, the most satisfying thing to have in the morning. It's because you acquired me a croissant. Thank you for that. But, but you were saying that well, uh, just one of the great breakfasts of the world. Well, it's just so easy. And it's a, just so. A, a plain croissant and a good cup of coffee. It's lovely. Yeah. It's lovely, isn't it? You know, you break it up, you get a little bit of butter on your fingers, and you get, oh, yeah. I got butter on my fingers. Oh, this is nice. And you dunk it in the coffee. But we digress, or actually, we just go on a little bit too much. <laughs> um, Welcome to the afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We've got lots for you. The afternoon's great here on 3 RFM. Mm. Thank you, as we said before, to all the people that have subscribed. As Matt said, you've got time to do it. You will be in the running for the prizes if we look at uh, as well as altruism and self-interest. Yes. Just a little bit, eh? Just a little bit. And what are you doing out there, you people? Are you having a good day? I mean, this for me would be... A great day to get brekkie in bed mm. and maybe put on the radio and just sort of snuggle up. It's just good snuggling weather. You coined the term a few years ago, uh, a drawbridge day. We have them occasionally at home. We just you did pull, I tweak turn that? I think it was a you thing. And, and you just you just pull up the drawbridge. No one gets in. No one gets out. You yeah. just hang at home yeah. where it's warm. That's it. And That's apologies it. if you're listening to this and you have to go out somewhere because you're probably going, shut up. Yeah, shut up. I have I'm, to go out. I'm working in the fields. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pruning wine. Imagine, oh, God, imagine doing that. Um, and we did actually say from around the state, we've seen that uh, there is cold weather everywhere. You'd be very, very lucky if you're at the snow. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, Maybe having a bit of glühwein. Great snow weather in the last couple of weeks. And a uh, friend of the show, uh, Fozzie Bear, Adam Foster. Greetings, AKA, Adam. A.K.A. Foster the Imposter. Yes. Uh, that was the people of Rome that said that because they couldn't believe he was making such good wine. Yes. But he was saying it's snowing where he is. In Tubrook. Which is up near Heathcote. It is snowing. Tuberac. 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 On today's show, yes. um, as well as the big thanks, we've got guests. One is in the uh, the lovely town of Steak and Kidney. Yes. Uh, to the north, Sin City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Haddow. He's not from Sydney. He resides on a beautiful picturesque island to the south of Hobart, known as Bruni Island. Yes. Where he makes some of the best cheeses in Australia. Yes. Some of the best. And he's also uh, good fun. You should see this book he's written. It's insane. It is rather good. We did we missed out on getting uh, a chat with him. It's uh, published by um, Hardy Grant. It's called Milkmaid. Uh, we might refer to it. But... Uh, we're just going to talk to him a little bit about cheese. And I saw this great quote, folks. Mm-hmm. This is a beauty. Um, and I'm going to ask him. Apparently, it's, he's got attribution. Clifton Fadiman. I don't know who he is. And I didn't bother to Google his name. Mm. Cheese is milk's leap into immortality. That's good. <laughs> hey, dude, you've been, you've been putting those words together good today, dude. Yeah. yeah you like that? Yeah. Yeah, milk sleep into immortality. So we're going to talk to him about cheese. Yes. Uh, specifically a gig that is uh, going on. Have you got the sheet of that, Matt? Uh, here, it oh, here it is. There it is. There's, um, he's going to be promoting um, uh, a thing which, which gets the eat it tick of approval from mm. Matt. Yes. 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 Tick. Cam. Tick. tick. Um, Elizabeth McCarthy, who um, said, I just love the name of this thing. It's a cheese festival. Yes. It's called Mold. 
Mould. Mould. And it's also put uh, together with uh, Dan Simpson Bottle Shop Concepts. But uh, that's going to be happening at uh, Saturday, September the 2nd. Yes. Uh, at the meat market. But we'll tell you a little bit about why it's going to be so good when we have a chat to Nick, which I'm looking forward to as he shuffles his papers. Sorry about that foley work, folks. <laughs> uh, and then... Yes. And then... <laughs> we are fortunate... Very, very fortunate on this, as I said, this very, very cold and bleh day that uh, this gentleman has uh, has headed out and joined us. Yes. He's in the green room. Yes, he is. I just, did you just hear that? That was, that was me turning around. Um, referred to as the chef's chef, mm. Philippe Michel mm. is in the house, and um, we're going to have a chat to him about, well, his restaurant, the eponymous Philippe, yes, which uh, you are yet to go to. I know. I was I saying say yesterday. It's, it's, it's. I know. It's getting towards the top of my list. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good. 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 Um, and uh, cheese seems to be the thread that uh, that uh, that keeps us together yes. today because um, he's got a dinner coming up with uh, Will Studd, isn't it? When's you, that happening? You think cheese in Australia? You think Will Studd or I do? Uh, and on Tuesday, twelfth of September. So that's Tuesday week. Uh, Philippe and uh, Will are putting on a dinner. Uh, five course menu to showcase some of Will's favourite cheeses. Uh, 120 bucks per person. Bookings essential. Get onto it. That's a Tuesday week. Tuesday. Hmm. Tuesday week. But yeah, we'll talk to you a, a bit about that. But also, I'd kind of like to. Um, you know, when there's not impertinent radio people that sort of drag someone away on their Sunday, you know, they're one day off and I've <laughs> got to go into Triple R. And we thank you, Philippe, for doing that. Yes. Um, but, you know, maybe when Philippe is at home and he's just able to just cook something and go, I am just going to cook something, mm. one or two things, and I can just relax and just coax flavours out of things while my favourite music is playing. As the rain hits the windows. As the rain hits the window. You know, when you can relax into mm. cooking. And I'm kind of curious as to a great chef is – what sort of things does he cook on at home? You know, has he got super duper incredible pans or maybe, I don't know, cast mm. iron? I don't know. But just to get a sense of some of, well, it's sort of like the Julie Andrews. Mm. These are a few of my favorite things. Mm. Yes. Without the melody no, going in yes. there, we won't ask him to do that. But um, maybe just um, a, an idea of, um, uh, as well as Philippe in the restaurant. Mm. Uh, called Philippe, but also Philippe at home. What are you doing? Mm. Mm, my mm. God. All right, and now I've got, as I get another piece of paper and more yes. foley work happens, there's been some dark goings on, you know, in the world of whiskey. Yes. Dark things are happening. People are losing their shirts. Well, they're losing their barrels. Or, actually, yes. if I'm going to be more accurate, there are barrels which should be full of lovely amber fluid. That are not. That are not. Mm -hmm. Something is amiss and has gone awry. And we're talking about Nant whiskey. Mm -hmm. um, you said you've tried Nant. Yes, I, back when, before all of this happened. This uh, brouhaha. This brouhaha. Yeah. I had some Nant whiskey down there in Hobart. Um, it's Look, it's great whiskey, but it seems like perhaps their business practices left a little bit to be desired. Something's a little bit fishy, I would say to you. Yes. <laughs> Something fishy with this whiskey. That almost rhymes. <clears throat> Apparently, mm. and this is uh, from Thursday. A um, what's this from ABC News? And you might have read this, but mm. I thought we'd just uh, just it's a, it's a cautionary tale. 
It is. Careful what you invest in. Uh, almost 900 investors who purchased barrels of award-winning Nant whiskey have uh, to be uh, only left with thousands of dollars out of pocket and uh, have been told that Tasmania police will launch a criminal investigation into this saga. This is mm. getting serious. Mm. Um, what happened? Almost 900 investors bought barrels of whiskey from Nant. So the idea is you go into Nant, yep. it's an investment scheme. Yep. Which, which seemed to make sense in this sort of day of, you know, the days of Kickstarter and those sorts of crowdsourcing your funds. That makes a bit of sense. Yeah. I will go along with that. Mm. It, it does seem. And apparently this thing, um, uh, this started around about uh, 2008. <coughs> And what happened was the barrels would be you'd, – you'd buy the barrel and the barrel would be stored in a bonded warehouse on a picturesque estate in the town of Bothwell, north of Hobart. Mm. Have you gone there? No, I have not. Okay. But the barrels cost as much as $14,000 each. And whoa, the, whoa, 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 hang on. Uh, sorry. How no, much? I just 14000 yeah, so, four, so, so this is not a small amount of money. No, no, 14 gorillas. Yes. We're, we're talking. <clears throat> and what happened was yes. Nant, mm-hmm. the company yes. involved – promised to buy them back once the whiskey had matured, which uh, with investors to be rewarded with 9.55% compounding which interest. Sounds, sounds like a good investment. Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, the scheme was designed to raise capital, so it is like a Kickstarter thing to cover mm-hmm. the upfront cost of the whiskey production um, of the estate, which includes a distillery. But <laughs> here it is, folks. <clears throat> That's my Schadenfreude life. I should put that away. Uh, for many investors, the long-awaited payday never materialised. What happened was an audit of the business carried out by um, the publicly listed Australian Whiskey Holdings after the company announced plans uh, contained shocking revelations. Mm-hmm. The audit revealed that more than 1,300 barrels of whiskey did not exist. Ooh. Where are the barrels? Where are the barrels? I don't know. So this is kind of almost like a, the, the, a Ponzi scheme for whiskey, almost. Well, yeah, it's, it, it is. It's, um, it's uh, what else? It's like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. And pyramids can be good in, in winemaking, especially when you talk Solero right. system. That's a good pyramid scheme. Yes. It's upside down. The one where your money gets lost, that's a bad pyramid that's scheme. That's a bad pyramid scheme. Um, okay, so let's just go back to um, 1,300 barrels of whiskey did not exist. 720 barrels were missing. I don't know where they went, officer. And many others had either neither been filled or were decanted, bottled and sold without the knowledge of investors. And apparently pressure has been mounting on the Tasmanian police to take action ever since. I'll bet. Which they have now. Um, And anyway, so people have been... People have been stooged. Kind of left. Oh, and also it's got to be mentioned that uh, a number of the staff that have been working this place, I think it's in Little Burke Street, the Nant Whiskey Place. Yeah, right. I think. But anyway, um, they're out of pocket too. So that is not good. There's a lot of grief. There's a lot of whiskey missing. Mm. And um, yeah, beware the whiskey Ponzi scheme. Mm. Anyway, we're going to have a chat to um, Nick Haddow in uh, Sydney. We're going to play some music first, and this is uh, it's playing off your device. So you've been given the rare privilege oh, yes, it's, of it's, uh, it's, getting it's, the music going. It's an honour. You'll just have to, yeah. Hey. Goes like this. 
mushroom pictures. Mm. Oh, and Big Z. <laughs> Always good to hear Big Z. And uh, if you like that voice, you could hear him doing his thing on Fridays. Yes, on the blower. On the blower. On the blower. And speaking of on the blower, we've got someone on the blower now, and we're going to the north. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like that. Nick Hatter, hello. <laughs> g'day, g'day. How you doing? I'm doing good. Where, where are you? You're on a Sydney ferry on the... No, where are you? Oh, close. You're there's, good at this game. There's ambience. Um, there's, um, um, you're outside. You're on Bradley Head. I am. Don't jump. I am out. No, no, I'm outside um, Sean's Panorama in Bondi, actually, about oh, to have dude. lunch. Oh, awesome. Have you ordered? Yeah, uh, I have. I just ordered Snapper. Snapper. How's it done? Uh, Simply. It is gold band Snapper fillet baked in paper with uh, Santa crab and saltfish. Oh, East and Western you Easter. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds good. God, I might even drink. I might even drink some Riesling with that, and Duncan Buchanan will have a, have a fit. Um, Nick, um, just by way, of, first of all, thanks for joining us on on the show. Mate, it's a pleasure. And um, we just maybe for those that know not of your. Um, of your reputation and uh, incredible life with uh, with the Kurd, shall we say? Um, who are you anyway? What do you do? Well, uh, this is putting on the spot. Yes, maker. Yes, <laughs> just cheese maker from Southern Tasmania. Yes, a place called Bruny Island. Been making cheese there for I don't know two since two thousand and three. Written a few books. Yeah, you sure have. Done a bit of done a bit of telly. And um, sort of yeah, dedicated at least the last twenty years of my life to to chasing cheese around the world. Hmm. I, I love this, uh, and um, I'm I'm looking at. Gee, it sounds great where you are. Is that the surf I can hear in the background? It's a, is it a bit noisy? Oh no, it's it's an ambience. Well, well, wow, it is now. What are you doing? Uh, the hipsters on their motorbikes. Gee, tell them to turn that stuff down. Um, <coughs> I'm looking at um, this great book that you've got here. It's called uh, Milk Made, and um, it's a book oh, about yeah. a book about cheese. I first of all, we we never got to talk to you about that when you uh, when you were doing the rounds for it. So let me be one of the last to congratulate you on this amazing book. <laughs> Very nice, thank you. Thank you. Um, it really is, and I thought maybe just to kick off our chat about cheese and um, yeah. and why we should um, celebrate the the natural ways that we've been making cheese for well millennia after millennia. Um, uh-huh. You've you've got a quote from a guy called Clifton Fadiman, and um, I just thought this is beautiful. Uh, cheese is milk's leap into immortality. Lovely, isn't it? Oh, it's 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 just beautiful. It's um, it's one of those things that um is a truism. But I'm just wondering, uh, only because I'm a lazy sod and I couldn't be bothered looking it up, or I just didn't get around to it. Who is Clifton Fadiman? He's a a food writer, really. But that line to me holds so much truth because yes, to me, it's exactly what what cheese is. It's milk which has been captured in, you know, the, the time and the place that that milk came from, sort of captured and, and preserved. It's, you know, at its essence, it's, you know, that's all that cheese is, just preserved milk. 
Well, but, it's, um, it's making cheese portable and increasing the life of, a, of something that was obviously a bit of a surplus, I guess. And like any form of fermentation, it, it actually is what allowed humanity to develop because hmm. yeah. suddenly we could preserve our food. We didn't need to be hunter-gatherers anymore. We didn't need to be mobile. Mm. Um, chasing the seasons, we and 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 the food source yep. that came with that, we could we could settle down and develop villages and towns and cities, and you know now we've got um, you know, really great expressions of that. Hey, um, Nick, I will ask you to do one thing for me, buddy. Um, there's a yeah. little, there's a, where you are must be a little bit windy. If you can sort of just get your hand out of the uh, the wind. That would be great because we're getting a little bit of wind. We we'll call wind crackle, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Okay. All right. Um, and, and okay, let's let's extrapolate from that. We've um, and from that very notion of the fact that we are not hunter gatherers anymore, and that we're able to devote more time to ideas, conversation, the arts. It's the it's the starting of our civilization, isn't it? Exactly right. Exactly right, and you know uh, how ironic now that uh, some of those very, very basic forms of fermentation are seen as the the pinnacle of civilization. Things like cheese, wine, mm. yeah, and um, and. <laughs> And um, we've been talking to a person, haven't we, Matt? Sharon Flynn, who's uh, from a place called The Fermentary here in uh, in Melbourne. And we sort of... It's funny that how a pendulum swings, Nick, in the fact that... And this is especially so with cheese, in the fact that um, cheese can either be done in the way that we've been doing it for millennia. And one of the interesting things you say in your book is that... Uh, Apparently, we've been milking animals for approximately 12,000 years, and I've worked that out to be 400 generations, if we look at a generation being really? uh, 30 years. Oh, it's 30, just, 30 years, yeah. Yeah, 30 years. Um, but isn't it weird the way the pendulum swings? And, and if we look at America especially, the US of A, who have really, really adopted the, um, the, the, the industrial mode of cheesemaking, and how we have suddenly, well, not suddenly, but gradually we sort of come back and say, well, no, these age-old methods are great and and they're actually, they're better for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, like so many places, um, America is home to the worst examples of things and also the best examples of things, you know. Mm. I recently came back from... Uh, the states up for the for the award that the book won, and spent a bit of time up in Vermont afterwards with some cheesemakers up there. Truly amazing what they are doing, and absolutely world class. There's some pretty um, good cloth-bound cheddar that comes from Vermont, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I was at a place that really interesting place called Jasper Hill yes. Cellars, which. Um, you know, sort of, sort of the cheese hands of the world would, would ring a bell. And the um, Jasper Hill Sellers is doing some extraordinary work, sort of particularly around the microbiology side of things. Oh, yeah. Sort of looking at how they can influence agriculture, uh, the, the microbiology in agriculture to develop, you know, particular, you know, um, microflora in the cheese 
all the way through to the maturation zone. It's really interesting. And it's kind of interesting in the fact that we... There's things that are imposed on us by by governments and uh, and and ways to do things which kind of don't make sense. One is one the one that just um, I think has been kind of amazing is is white po- uh, poly boards in themselves. Um, you know the boards that were mandated as being necessary across the food industry that actually harbour bacteria, but. But getting back to the cheese making, there was an example of um, some, uh, there was a a religious order in the US of A that were making cheeses. And there was a a woman who was one of the sisters there, but she had a degree in microbiology. And she was actually able to prove that by um, preparing the milk in, in wood, that it actually reduced the amount of pathogens and problems that you could actually have with the cheese. Does she that ring a bell for you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. She, and, and uh, I mean, uh, but like everything, this is not new science. This is just science catching up with tradition and, it's and, a- infor- and it, understanding it. <laughs> There's a cheese in the centre of France, which is sort of largely thought to be... Um, one of the oldest cheeses in the world. Oh, yeah. uh, cheese called Cantal. Say that again. Um, so Cantal, and they—it's kind of like the forefather of cheddar. Okay. It's thought to be. Yes. Um, and they—they they make their all of their cheese happens in in wood. Yes. To the point where they don't even need to add starter culture bacteria because that that beautiful beneficial microflora exists in in the wood structure itself but they just add the milk and it starts fermenting in exactly the same way that they want it to every day it's brilliant oh gosh um now let's see what have we got here there was um we've got an event that's coming up that we need to have a bit of a chat about because it actually looks like an absolute ripper saturday september the 2nd uh at the meat market in blackwood street north melbourne folks you know where the, the meat market is um yeah I'll get you to say, what's it called? Uh, Mould. Mould. Festival, which is... Uh, yeah, it, I'm so glad you're excited, because I'm excited too. Like, this is, um, this is a chance for uh, consumers and cheesemakers from around Australia to sort of stand up and just, you know, temporarily turn their back on imported cheese and just look <laughs> a little bit inward and just say hey we're doing a good job you know some of the cheeses that we're making are absolutely extraordinary and uh deserve to be you know celebrated and it's it's a chance for us to you know stand on our own pedestal pat ourselves on the back and you know be a little bit proud of what we've achieved in the last 20 30 years in this industry stick your chest out and go here we are and you know i've got to to say nick we we see a lot of festivals that come, uh, food festivals. Some are a little bit more dubious than others. Um, I think mm. looking at Matt and Matt's looking at me, he's yeah, laughing, yeah. going, yes, they are. Um, but I, yeah. I read this press release and it was just tick, tick, tick. Um, may I be allowed to just read who's coming? Yeah. Okay, so absolutely. we've got you. I'll, I want to find out what cheeses you're going to be bringing from Bruni Island Cheeses. Yeah. But we've got um, the Yarra Valley Dairy... Um, yeah. South Australia's Woodside's, uh, Woodside Cheese Rights, oh my God, uh, Pyangana Dairy makes one of the best cheddars in Australia. 
uh, Victoria's Holy Goat Cheese. Um, these are wonderful producers of cheese. Oh, everybody but knows. there's also going to be a bunch that you would never have seen before because in the last sort of four, five, six years, yeah. there has been a real burgeoning emergence of new cheesemakers and some of what they're making is just so bloody good. Um, Boozy Creek Farm, Marook Farm, which Boozy is a biodynamic Creek. producer in um, New South Wales, uh, Tongola dairy, a goat dairy in southern Tasmania. I mean, yep. some of these some of these guys are really small and just sell locally, and it's a massive effort for them to come to this event. Mm. Um, but they're doing it because as an industry, we don't get together often enough and sort of share ideas and, and, and share our products. Um, but also, that you know, it's an opportunity for them to kind of stand in the, in the public light for a minute and just yeah, the people that are going to come to this event are going to be knocked over by how good some of these cheeses are. Um, normally, I'd sort of go, yeah, you're sort of on the on the spin right there, Nick. You know, and but I've got to agree with you 100. percent This looks just awesome. Um, what else we've got? I, I, There's this is booze. what I do. You know, like I I chase down and eat cheese, and I'm so excited to be coming to this event because there's a few people there that I just don't know their gear well enough and. I know that, you know, some of what they make is, is so good that, you know, if, if I wasn't involved in this, I'd, I'd be coming along because it's, it's going to be good fun. No, well, I'm looking forward to coming on down and having a drink with you. But there's also going to be Anthony Firmino making uh, from, uh, yep. uh, from Maker, Maker and Munger. Maker and Munger, with his, yep. with his flaming Rubens, not to be confused with the flaming Mo from The Simpsons. Um, uh-huh. Tivoli Road Bakery, there's booze, uh, Starwood Whiskey's going to be there, Napoleon yeah, Cider. Um, yeah, we're, we're, bringing, um, we're bringing our big line-up of beer. We started a brewery on Bruny Island uh, a year or so ago, and so we're going to bring all of our beers along. You're going to bring your mate um, Ashley along? Is he coming? Ashley Huntington? No, not to this one, but I reckon right, we're, we're going we're gonna to do this event again, I know, because um, it's sold out. The day session sold out so fast that we had to open a night session now. Yes. Um, and so there is a need, there's a hunger for this event, and unless we absolutely cock it up, I reckon we'll do it again. <laughs> How much is it? Where's the money? It's not much, is it? About well, 30 bucks well, or something? Know. Something like that, yep. So moldcheesefestival.com.au is where you need to go. And or just Google Mold Festival and it'll yeah. come up. And do that. Now, um, the, the day session has sold out, but there are still tickets for the night session. Really? Um, which is going to be a hoot. Wow. Well, um, congratulations. First of all, um, we need to have a, a really, really good chat about what you do and, and how you got into it. Maybe, you know, we do do that proper chat one of these days soon, Nick. Yeah, I'd love to. I'll come in. Yeah, that'd be great. And um, and also, I just there was just another thing that just... There's lots of things that strike me on this book, but you were describing different cows and the way that um, their characteristics, and I love the way you described the Jersey cow. You described <laughs> it as the femme fatale of the cow world. Would you like, before we leave you to your snapper, which I hope isn't getting cold, can you just describe that for me? Why the femme fatale? Is it the eyelashes? Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Are you a sucker for eyelashes too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. And those big hips. Oh, my God. They're so... Yeah. I, I love you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, um, they are just a beautiful cow. They're a beautiful natured cow. Mm. Um, 
We've recently started a farm in Tasmania, but we don't have any jerseys. We've got some jersey cross, but what we do have a brown Swiss cows, which is something I got to know a little bit better, strangely enough, in, um, in upstate New York yep. uh, a couple of years ago. So we were shooting the book, and I just fell in love with them as well. Just some really beautiful, rock-solid cows. Yeah, and uh, maybe next time when we chat, we'll talk about... Uh had the different characteristics of goats because if anything any animal displays personality within the herd it's uh it's a it's a herd of goats yeah yeah you bet <laughs> nick you bet. um enjoy your piece of snapper it's been a delight to have a chat Thank to you, very you. Much. look forward to See seeing you, next, you. Uh, next weekend at the festival sounds great mate all right enjoy that snapper thanks for the chat See brilliant you. Oh, that was good. The wind came down too. Finally, the sorry, sorry about that, <laughs> folks. That was uh, beyond our control. Who would have thought conducting an interview right on the Pacific Ocean was a bad idea? Hey, hey what could possibly go wrong, <laughs> right? But uh, that's Nick Haddow, um, one of the people we should be immensely proud of mm. as um, as one of the great iconic food producers of this big country yes uh 12 of well, court 1240 philippe michel has been waiting patiently in the green room uh we're going to invite him in and we're going to talk to him about mm, how would he be spending his sunday if he didn't have to come into mm. a radio station but first some music what a great a idea song for a guy called jimmy oh jimmy 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 oh jimmy Love those old drums. 12.46 here on 3 FM, and we are joined by Philippe Michel. A very, very good afternoon to you, Philippe. Good afternoon, Cam. Good to be here. Uh, thank you for, for coming and joining us. Um, first of all, the uh, well, the question is, um, Philippe, Restaurant Philippe, how long has that been open for you? A bit more than a year now. Phew, where does time yeah. go? So quick. It is so, so quick. So quick, yeah. Um, for those that haven't been to Philippe, but how would you describe it? What do you, what do, you do there? I like to call him um, like a, a bistronomy restaurant. It's not a gastronomic restaurant. It's not a cafe. There's it's, no it's degustations? <laughs> it's no degustation. Thank God. It's a la carte. It's yeah. a la carte, yeah. We also have what we call um, a chef table. Um, oh, the Bocuse room? Uh, not at the Bocuse room. Oh, that's it's even in more front. special. It's on, a, it's on a pass, so yes. people can see the, what's happening, all the action. Yes. It's only for four people. Yes. And uh, we prepare all the chefs in the kitchen do one dish each, uh -huh. and they explain their uh, dish to the customer. If, so, if anything, I mean, uh, if, if you're lucky enough to come down to this restaurant, you could see Philippe Michel, who is... Um, well, he's working the pass, and, and for those that have never seen that, if you, uh, unless everything is perfect, it is not <laughs> going to get past this, these eagle eyes of, because that's your job, isn't it? Well, I like to. Uh, Quality control. During the day, I'm here, you know, with the team talking about menu, helping a bit with the mise en place if one of the staff is sick or left or resigned or whatever. <laughs> gone. Or gone yeah, bad. You know, you need, uh, now you need to be a chef, you need to be a doctor, a dishwasher, uh, an accountant, everything. So I do a bit of everything, and uh, during service, I like to be and talk to the customer, and it's good fun. I enjoy it. It's it's nice when you uh, maybe you get to that position where, well, let's face it, you've earned it, Philippe, that you you have yes. earned your position of the thing, um, and and you are able to just enjoy that interaction between the kitchen, 
Because yes. you're the barrier, the kitchen yes. and and the restaurant and the and the diners. Yes, and I think it's important for me not to do everything. Yes, you know, I, I need to trust the staff. You know, the the young the young chef, the young sous chef. Mm. Otherwise, they say, well, he doesn't trust us. You know, what is he doing? You know, so that's why I just back up a bit. I just. Chat to the customer, check what's happening in the play. Making sure. Making like, tr- there's sure trust, but then there's also eternal vigilance. Well, exactly. You know. yeah. um, and, it, I, you know, it worked well. It worked well. Do the um, your your brigade, shall mm-hmm. we call them, mm-hmm. using the odd term of yes. describing um, the the people cooking in the back, are they allowed to show their creativity? Like, are they allowed to come up with, say, the amuse-bouche? Or yes, I like to. Um, I let them do the um, the new dishes. You know, every yeah. I say every Saturday or every Friday at the end of the week, give me some ideas, show me something new. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So um, I think it's important. You know, um, to show me what they like to do, their creativity as well. And it's a good uh, management um, learning curve for them as well. Mm -hmm. Not only cooking what I tell them to cook. Yes. You know, and uh, for me as well, you know, are the the young chefs. um, Because they want to change the world. They want to cook things, you know. (laughs) And I'm not a young chef anymore. So I I like to see I like to see what, what, what they're thinking, you know. Yeah. And I like to see as well if they're learning something for uh, what's happening around in the world as well, you know, because the world is changing, cooking is changing. Mm. And uh, myself, I always check what's happening everywhere. Yes. Uh, I go out, but I go online as well. I watch TV. I watch those, some of the, the show on TV. And so I know what's happening. Um, I don't always follow it because I like to cook what I like to eat and yeah. what my customer like to eat as well. You can accept or reject when well, it's exa- around you. Exactly. That's the thing, this isn't this it? is the good thing when you're when you're the boss. Yeah. You can say no, yes, no, 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 you're not we, doing that. no, 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 no. No, no. So uh, it's important for, for me to let them do sometimes what they like to do um, <laughs> and the way they like to manage the kitchen as well, hmm. the way they like to teach the younger staff as well. Yeah, because mm. it is. It's all about mentorship, isn't it? And uh, and you know they are the the new generation that you help mold and and help um, to to bring up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think it's important uh, for me, you know, to you know, so I can back up a little bit. Um, mm. You know, it's still my restaurant. It's still my uh, uh, what I like to uh, what I like to cook or what my customer like to cook. It's my name on the top of the oh, menu. It's my name exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what have they done lately that you've been? Are there anything that you can tell us that uh, has blown you away with in regard to specials okay. that they've put forward? You know what we cook at Philippe? It's uh, it's, it's it's quite. Um, not simple because it's never simple, but it's mm. you know, a good produce. It's roast in a rotisserie. It's charcoal in our uh, charcoal oven. So they yes. they've been experimenting a lot of things, like uh, try to um, melt chocolate <laughs> to do a chocolate tart um, to have this. A little bit of smokiness in ah, the chocolate. Yes, yes, because it'll, um, it'll take it on. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know they melt the chocolate in the charcoal. Um, sometimes it's too hot and they burn it. But you know it's it's a good trial. You know, yeah. and, and we had the idea yesterday or this week to do a what we call a, um, a charcoal menu. Everything on the charcoal. Yes, you know, including like a, dessert. Including yeah, dessert. Including That's dessert. what they've been experimenting yeah. in chocolate. So, yeah, a lot of things like that. It's, it's good fun. All right. So we've, um, we've taken you away from uh, the restaurant uh, 
well, actually, no, what am I talking about? We've taken you away from your home and your day off. And, uh, and we were talking about, uh, before we came on, on air, about mm. the chef's day off. And, and you were saying most of the time, I don't really want to cook on my day off, mm. yeah? Mm. Do, you, do you cook on your day off? Um, very rarely. Mm. Uh, sometime on Sunday night, but, you know, it's a very quick, um, it's a very quick dinner. Mm. Uh, my wife always makes sure I have vegetable for dinner, and she always cooks me bro- <laughs> broccoli, and I hope I had broccoli. <laughs> and uh, she says, well, you had, but it's good for your health. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Sunday penance, broccoli penance. <laughs> well, okay. you know, steak or fish and broccoli. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm... One thing I'm, I, I miss Sunday, it's my uh, family yes. um, family lunch, or fam- it's mainly lunch when we had the kids with us. We yeah. used to, I used to cook, with, uh, but the kids now are gone, so it's only my wife and myself, so it's uh, not, they, not very fun. They left the city or they, they, oh, they, they? They did better than that. They left the country. Oh, really? Yes, they, they're both um, living uh, and working and living in in the U.S. Did they did they follow the trade? What were they doing? Um, my son Nick uh, was um, a manager, at a restaurant manager, really, yeah. at the uh, famous Eleven Madison and the Nomad, the Nomad Hotel in New York. Whoa, yeah, okay. He recently resigned and started his um, his own uh, company doing uh, booking for. Um, Wealthy people, you know, you want to go to uh, Jean-Georges or Daniel Boulou. And we'll get you in. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. I get you in because you I in. know them. Yep. I know those people. I've got them on speed dial. Exactly. <laughs> so this is what they, this is what they do. Oh, congratulations yeah. on that. But uh, what, um, so is there things that you miss cooking on a Sunday? The, uh, what were the, what's the things you love? I like, I like cooking my roast chicken or my lamb, you know, leg mm. of lamb. So I like braised. I like slow cooking, especially when it's uh, weather it's like today. For today, isn't it? Yeah, on, on oak shake or beef bourguignon or even a cassoulet, which t- takes three hours. Yeah. Um, this is what I like to cook when the whole family or even friends, you mm. know, now that the kids are gone, so it's friends coming. Um, Do you have music playing while you're cooking at home? Uh, yeah, watch TV, uh, watch soccer. Um, yeah, uh, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know a good bottle of wine, some of course some cheese. Yes, have to have some cheese. Yeah. Oh, and um, and speaking of cheese, it's nice that you've you've brought that up. You're going to be doing a cheese dinner. We mentioned that at the beginning mm. of the show, didn't mm. we, Matt? Um, you are teaming up with uh, the ultimate negotiant, shall we say, <laughs> isn't he? Of of, of fromage. We, yeah, the cheese. Will start. Will start. Will start is a good friend, mm. and. Um, Every year we do, uh, whatever I work, we do um, a cheese dinner. You yes. Know, because not many people do cheese dinner. We, there is a lot of wine dinners. There is a lot of truffle dinners. But um, being from Normandy, yeah, okay. you know, I like my cheese. So yes. we'll, we will do a, a five-course cheese dinner on the 12th of September at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the dishes uh, will be, well, there is a gougère, of course, to start. You know, the gougère, gougère is a choux pastry. The choux pastry with, with gruyère or, or comté. Oh, hello. Well. Okay, that sounds um, good. There is a recipe. With champagne? Uh, with champagne, yeah, yes. Of course, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, no, no. A recipe I like to do is uh, sliced potato with a... Uh, Again, a slice of camembert on the top uh, and some parmaham or some 
jambon prosciutto yeah. and yeah. bake in the oven so oh, that's God. a warm warm cheese yeah that sounds nice yeah warm but not too cooked too much well not too cooked just you know just melted a bit like a like yeah. a raclette because it's one of those things you have to know when to put the heat in know when to stop well, exactly and the cheese need to be ripe but not yeah. overripe as well because you don't want to split and all that stuff yeah. okay so um, what else are you going to be cooking um, dessert will be um, a double cream le dauphin um, cheesecake Yes, it's probably going to be a cheesecake. Yeah, uh, we'll have um, a piece of wagyu with a, a roquefort sabayon oh, and onion yeah. tart with uh, comté cheese. Yeah, yeah, so Sounding pretty some good. healthy, healthy stuff. Well, it's good. You might have to run around the block a few times after you've <laughs> after you've done that. And some butter. And some butter. Um, $120. That includes the wines as no, well. No, no, it's just no, the food. Wine. Okay, yeah, one. So uh, you're on your Sorry. own. You get the one. But um, all right. Well, that's uh, that's happening. You, if you want to book into that, that's happening on Tuesday, the 12th of September, mm-hmm. uh, coming up soon. What else yep. is? Um, uh, so you say you, you you don't really cook that much um, at home, but I don't know. I just have this this um, this vision of um, I don't know the, the the great chef's kitchen at home of yeah. just being filled with. All sorts of amazing cooking wow. accoutrements and... I don't have a Thermomix. <laughs> <laughs> I really think you, you know, did, actually. I, do, I, I only cook... I have my cast on iron cocotte. You do have cast on. Stobe. Yes. Oh, we've got the stove, we've got the Le Creuset. Yeah. And that's all I need. And that's all I need. A and couple then, of knives. Uh, and a saucepan uh, to boil the broccoli. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, the, the broccoli that you, you must have... Um, Philippe, it's been, been lovely to see you. Oh, it's, um, we've got, the weather is going to get a little bit warmer soon. We Good. hope it is. Spring is coming. Good. I mean, the blossom is on the, on the trees, even yeah. though it's been, uh, probably hanging on very tenaciously yeah. today. Um, just very quickly before we do let you go, what are your, the favorite things you're looking forward to in spring? In spring? Mm. Um, Vegetable, yes. Not the broccoli, but the peas, the broad beans, the broad beans, uh, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, the meat will be the the lamb, of course. Spring, yeah, spring lamb, asparagus, lamb, uh, asparagus as yes. well. I mean, you know, it, it's funny because when it's uh, when it's summer, you say, oh, sp- uh, winter is coming. Mm. We're excited, yeah. And then when our winter is, we're excited because because we're uh, over spring. It. <laughs> yeah, we're over it. Uh, especially in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but I think this is what a chef should be, you know, excited yes. with new product coming. Yeah. So, well, yeah. well I hope you, uh, you keep all your, your, uh, your brigade in line and I hope they keep inspiring you with the, yeah. uh, the things that they're doing, Philippe. Yes. And I hope they stay long. Yes. Long time. <laughs> stay, stay. So Matt, you mind. wanted to, oh, we've got next week. You've got a preview. Rarely have we been so organized. We can tell you what's on next week. It's good. Uh, Matt and Vanessa are joining us from Melbourne Rooftop Honey. Looking forward to seeing them. And this them. will be a really interesting chat. You're going to have a mm. discussion with Nicholas Georges, who is. Uh, you, uh, well, if you pass it to me, he's quite a, <laughs> quite, quite a, no, it's a long title, Philippe. Check this out. The lead director of food and agriculture innovation for Monash University. So we are going to be having a oh. look into the future of um, what we can expect with food production, the way we view food, the way that AI is going to take over food. It's um, glass it's half a, full and half empty, It's I a think. scary world. It's all happening. Oh, it food. is. Well, the one thing about uh, the one constant is there's always change.
That's true. Yeah. That's true. And we have to follow the change. We do. Philippe, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Oh, it's one minute. Oh, in 30 seconds, I'm in trouble. Um, it's time for... Sunday Lunch with Tracy Hutchinson. Sorry, we're 30 seconds late. We're going to get out of here. See you soon. Thanks for joining us. And thank you for subscribing once again. Bye-bye. This has been a podcast from Free Triple R, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.